Well, hi, I'm Liz Miller, and this is Pastor Jeff, and I'm super excited for us to start this new series called uh, Finding Finding Your Way Back to God. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what it's called. Sometimes I forget, too. So, <laughs> But today you talked about um, returning uh, to the longing yeah. and, and just um, coming back to God, and I love that because so many of us uh, get caught up in the busyness, and like you said tonight, almost experience a little bit of a so, uh, spiritual amnesia, if you will, yeah. and you've you've come this far and then life happens and you you forget to be mindful of the Lord and you get caught up in your work or kids or what, what it, whatever it is and you kind of lose your way a little bit. Yeah. So one question I did have for tonight was just if you're in that place and you're feeling a lot of that conviction of just like, oh, now, now I need to come back. Like, is God going to accept me like this? I've done all of these things and now I've got to come back again. Where does God, is he standing there with his arms crossed? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and th- this series is I'm a, I'm excited to dive into this one too. Yeah. It's fun. By the way, I want to I want to make sure I say uh, I got this idea from a book, and it's a great book. I recommend you guys get it. It's written by John and Dave Ferguson, and it's called Finding Your Way Back to God. And so I'm not I'm not teaching the book, but yeah. the idea. So like the idea of spiritual amnesia is their idea. Yeah. And I when I read that, I was like, that's a great term, because that that's what happens. That Isaiah says we all like sheep go astray. We wander away from from God, and then to come back or to recognize that we put a distance between ourselves and God. This conviction, this shame. I was taught growing up that that was God's scorn. Yeah, that's kind of why I asked the question, because I think some of us who've been in the church for a long time just feel that, like, oh, I've messed up, you yep. know? And so you have to pay a penance, mm-hmm. or a, I call it a tax, you know, that, that you have to do it. I think I think one thing is so important, and we talk about this a lot here at Grace, is knowing the heart and the mind of God. And the, the heart of God is the shepherd. And when we looked at Luke 15... The, the shepherd that went after the one lost sheep, the, the woman who rejoiced when she found her lost coin. And the Bible says, so it is in heaven, that God rejoices yeah. when we turn back to him. And then we're going to spend a, a lot of time in the next few weeks in the rest of Luke 15 in the prodigal son, which is kind of what this book is rooted in. Interesting. And and it that is that is the, the father longing for his son to come home. So, so conviction and... Um, uh, those things like that are, are acts of love. We call it shame and guilt and scorn. The Bible would call it conviction. Yeah. I would say if you feel shame or you feel scorn or guilt, it's a false guilt or shame. I like that. If I have repented. Mm-hmm. So when I come, when I repent and come back to God, the Bible says my sins are thrown as far as the east is from the west or buried at the bottom of the sea. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Yeah. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so a, a uh, a believer will feel a conviction, and that is the kindness of God drawing us to repentance. An unbeliever that. will feel the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they'll be confronted with their sin, not because God is condemning us. John three seventeen is a big verse. Mm-hmm. It says, "For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved." God doesn't condemn us because we've condemned ourselves and our yeah. sin. He draws us. He saves us. He's beckoning us. Yeah. So we'll call it shame or I feel so guilty or I'm mm-hmm. embarrassed or whatever. 
And it's important to remember that our Heavenly Father is not doing that same math. He He's thrilled. And for all of us who are parents, you, I know, mm-hmm. you know you have several kids, and I do too. If my kids blew it and they told me, I would be relieved. Yeah. I, I would not, like, rub their nose in it. I would be like, I'm so glad that I know that you confess that we're mm-hmm. turning. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I might set up structures and all those kind of things, but I'm not going to be punitive with them. No, I'm going to I'm going to be rejoicing that we can actually work through things together. You know, so. Yeah. When you have when you see that repentant heart, you just you're drawn to it and you're excited that your kid has decided to come back. And yeah. I feel like God feels the same way about us. When you say like you would set up structures, say just for your kid, what do you think some structures that God wants us to kind of live within when we're coming back to him and we're saying, OK, God, like I surrender this to you. I long for you. I miss you. I miss being home. What are some practical things that we can do like day to day? I know going to church would be one of them. That's just a fabulous like interaction with other believers. Um, But through the week, even what are some things that you recommend? So I I would start, Jesus used the phrase with the woman at the well. He said, go and sin no more. Right. So I already do that all the time. (laughs) You go and sin no more. Never. (laughs) Um, So I would, I would start uh, kind of there, yeah. like let let we're repenting of our sin. Let's make sure that our sin is uh, amputated from our life. Yeah. So especially if you're talking about addictions and those kind of things, right? Let's let's get some of those structures in place. If it's attitudes, it's kind of things accountability. So we're going to deal with our sin, and then what I'm going to do is as I remove sin from my life, removing sin from my life is not the place to stop. I need yeah. to take the next step and import Christ into my life or the temptation to sin right? yeah. is stronger. So that's where I would. I would start spending some like daily time with God. Uh, this is where like reading the scripture, I would start with the book of John. If you never read the book of John, then I would read it uh, through three times. First time, read it to see what it says. Second time, uh, read it to hear what God is like. Yeah. And then the third time, read it again and ask the question, what is God asking me to do? I love that. Who does he want me to be, right? Do that. I would pick up this book, uh, Finding My Way Back to God. It's a great book. It's funny that you bring it up because a good friend of mine actually had kind of walked away from the Lord and read this book. Somebody, one of the pastors here recommended it to him and really just shifted yeah. his perspective again. So it's on my it's on my uh, book reads for 2019. What's the name of it again? Finding Our Way Back to God. I wrote it down during the sermon <laughs> for the record, but Thank I have you. the memory of, you know, something that does not remember for very <laughs> yeah, long. that's right. <laughs> So it, it that's a that's a great book. Yeah. Time and prayer. And then God's people. A lot of times when we get distant from God, we get distant from his people. So the Bible says, Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Go go to church, we would say. Your life group, your small group, the Bible studies. That there is there is something powerful about having other believers in your life who so want true. the same things. And what we do and what we're told to do is we spur one another on to love and good deeds. So we help each other yeah, uh, yeah. Go, go forward. If I can just put a little plug in for life groups here, because I've been a part of a life group for most of my time here at Grace Church, and those people are my family now. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, life groups from different areas of life and different years, you know, we've kind of traded up. But those people, the ones that I, I have been in biblical community with here at Grace are my people, yeah. you know, and yeah. they and they really have encouraged me in big ways. And I've gotten to be a big part of their life. And it's just a beautiful, it's a chosen family, if yeah. you will, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and uh, 
I, I can't highly recommend enough kind of getting involved in biblical community because that they really do challenge you. We can come here on the weekend and hear you talk and think, oh, that was a great message. But then living it out through the week, yeah. having people alongside of us doing that is just a beautiful thing. And celebrating the highs of life and yeah. going through the lows of life. It, yeah. It's, you know, I like it how you say they're like a chosen family. That That's what the church is. Yeah. And you... When you get far from God, you get far from church. Mm-hmm. And the the solution to that is not to go to church. The solution yeah. to that is to go back to God. Mm-hmm. And when you go back to God, you'll come back into the church of God. Yeah. You know, so things like that is is what I would recommend. Um, and and those people, when you're dealing with the sins that you're repenting of, mm-hmm. will help you walk through those things too and help build that structure. I, I can't agree more. That's a great just practical advice, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been The Weekend Extra with Liz and Jeff. I hope you have a great week. 